Kings and Queens, welcome back to Think About Us podcast. I am Willie. And I'm Fiona. How you doing, my queen? How you doing, my king? Do you ever do you ever get tired of doing the introduction to the podcast? Mm-mm. You don't? You love it? I, you know what? It's become, it's like if we started without it, it wouldn't feel right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so how you doing, my king? I'm doing all right. I'm getting my mindset back together. So, okay. but uh, how was your week? Uh, we we missed last week. We decided to take a take off because you had testing. You I had work and stuff. Yeah. So I, I wanted you to get yourself together. It was last minute, but I was wondering why you was like you was like. So we not. I was. Did I ask you about recording? You was like, "No, nah, baby, go do your work." I was like. Yeah, because it was like he me to go do it was like six work? at night, and I was just like, I was like, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm. I know. And you were like, go do your work. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Oh my god! I felt like a kid being sent to do their homework. I was like, what? So how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's steering me away. Um, my week was. Good. You know what, baby? Yes. What? I think, and I'm glad for I think these <clears throat> sunny days are really doing me good. Mm-hmm. Because I feel good. That's good. And for, for those of you who don't believe or who have heard it before, and they talk about, you know, you need to get out and get you some sun. That sun does wonders yeah. For my mood and just, yeah. And even between the cloudy days, when that sun comes out, it's just something. Yeah. And the weather's breaking, and so it's getting warm. Um, yeah, I, I forgot what I was. I lost my <laughs> chance. Yeah, I did. So, week was good? Yeah, my week was good. We started testing, of course, and it hasn't been as bad. I'm not even going to say as bad. Standardized, te- standardized testing in itself is not a positive experience for students or teachers. However, it hasn't been going as I thought it was. And when I say bad, I mean as far as the kids dreading it and just not. Right. But my kids have been giving it their all. That's good. So, hey, it's been it's That's been good. good. Yeah. yeah. They've been giving it at all. And so, and then when we finish, we still do educational stuff, but it's fun stuff. So right now they're working on a um, project-based learning activity, and it's called Road Trip. Mm-hmm. So I have given them a $5,000 budget, and they have to create a road trip from scratch. So they have to go through and brainstorm a list of places they want to go. They have to pick a place. 
It can be, it doesn't have to just be in the United States. They can travel internationally if they want. And they have to go through and find airfare if they're flying, car fare if they're driving, hotels. Mm -hmm. They have to research things to do. They have to find, they have to even go, as far as picking the dates for travel and what the weather's going to be like, what they're going to pack if they need um, passports, but they are so into it. Oh, okay, that's cool. And actually, it's a project that will take us on to the end of the school year. So, let me ask you this. Are these tests still created not equally? In the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, how tests are prepared differently for black students are low income students versus students in a different type of um um what what do you call those how school zones are set up right right i am going to say the tests are still not created equal okay. um and i'm just i'm going to give you just this one example and for me this is the biggest example mm-hmm. our math test is all word problems almost. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a kid who's a struggling reader, mm-hmm. it's gonna sh- their math abilities won't shine through mm-hmm. because they've got to read through all these word problems. Yeah. Now don't get me wrong, word problems are a part of math, but the proportion of problems that are written out in story form mm-hmm. is ridiculous. That used to. I think that's why I used to suffer so much mm-hmm. coming those type of testing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to read all this. Exactly. And then by the time I read it, I'm half sleepy because, you know, the room is quiet. It's cold. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing about the reading test is like that. Yeah. And I've had to, and you know why I say my kids are tired of tests? Because I've had to try to prepare them. So part of preparing people don't realize is increasing their reading stamina. Mm. So we start out reading a little, you know, maybe five minutes straight, then 10 minutes straight. We have to build up to a solid hour of sitting, reading, and writing. So think about us having to spend so much time preparing them just to even have stamina to take the test not giving up by the time like i said by the time they get it they don't want to see it by the time testing comes we're sick of it they're sick of it because we're not teaching you want you want to know what i I find interesting and i've actually tested this out Mm -hmm. at work Mm -hmm. say say i have co-worker around 2025 and then I have a coworker around 50, 60 mm-hmm. years old. When I'm explaining certain stuff, the 20 to 25-year-old has to be less than a minute of me explaining it to them. Because if I go too much, they're fucked up. Now, the 50 to 60-year-old, if I take that same approach, you're like, do I need more information than that? <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know what? I'm going to take it all the way back to where I am. I'm in, I'm dealing with 10 and 11 year olds. 
the issue is zero is the attention span. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what. And it is. the attention span is the issue because of technology and social media. Yeah. They're used to, if you're scrolling or if they're gaming, getting those, Mm -hmm. they call them rapid fire synapses of Mm -hmm. information or or, uh, interaction. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, they can't for long periods of time hold that focus. System overload. Yes. I'll tell you another issue it's created. Um, When we talk about you were talking about instructions. I can't give a series of instructions. Yeah. They can't read directions. They can't read directions to completion. A lot of times they'll either look at the work and automatically think they know or read part of the directions and even begin. It's gotten to the point where we even have to teach them how to read directions. And we do that by giving them a paper. I mean, because we find them. (laughs) It's crazy. Giving them a paper with a set of directions. And the directions will say, read all the way to the end before you begin. Of course, the students never do that. Right. The very last thing on the page is, if you've read this, just sign your name and turn it in. Yeah, yeah. I remember those. Yeah, I mean, but we have they have them in different formats to say different things, but we even have to do that to get them to understand. You don't read. Another big issue is um, images. Mm-hmm. Reading the test there are a lot of images and then when we talk about informational text we're talking about graphs and charts pictures with captions the whole point that an author even includes any of that information is because that information is set apart because they want to draw your attention to it mm-hmm. there's something important in it and in the testing you can be guaranteed you're going to get questions that can only be answered from those text features mm-hmm. that the kids absolutely don't pay we have to teach them to pay attention to those because they don't even look at them mm-hmm. as they're they look at the words they don't even look at when you have maps and graphs and stuff they don't even look at it so when we say test prep it includes a lot more than what test prep was in our day mm-hmm. we're literally having to teach them on strategies on how to sit and take the test So, I, and I also I, I've noticed that when we have the kids cook, because mm-hmm. I've been cooking with them and stuff, mm-hmm. they don't know how to read directions. They'd be like, "Well, how long?" I'm like, "Well, it says it in the directions," and they're like, "Where?" And I'm like, "Well, you have to start at the beginning, and then you work your way to where it has numbers and minutes and all that." Yeah. They are- they are so used to being spoon fed everything. Yeah. I could get <laughs> mm-hmm. prime example. I pass out flyers at the end of the day to go home, and the kid gets the flyer. What's this? Did you read it? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. And I just look at them and I walk away. Yeah. Well, the, the, it's it's. There are adults like that though. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But it's even more, like I said with the, with our younger generations, it's even more prevalent. Yeah. And it's scary. Well, what what do you what, what kind of advice? Because I'm sure we got 
parents that are listening, what kind of advice would you suggest as an educator to the parents to help their children? As an educator and as a parent, especially in those formative years, limit screen time. Mm-hmm. because not only are you seeing the things that we just talked about, the kids don't know. Uh, the kids are socially awkward. They don't know how to interact. Let me ask you another question. This is this is just popped up in my mm-hmm. head. If you knew what you knew, how old is was she, 20, 22, 20, 21, mm-hmm. would you have gave them cell phones when they was a kids? Would you have allowed them to have cell phones when they was kids? I probably would have held off for another couple of years. My kids, they weren't allowed to get cell phones until they got to middle school Mm -hmm. because in elementary school, they were always with me. Mm -hmm. As a teacher, they were at school with me, so they didn't didn't need them. Mm -hmm. They got cell phones when we got different schedules, and that way I was still at school and they were getting home Mm -hmm. like that. But hindsight, I would not have given them earlier and I would have definitely given um you know a certain time limit Mm -hmm. certain screen time every day yes I absolutely would have knowing now I almost feel like that you would have had to treat cell phones like like it was getting tattoos and piercings Mm -hmm. when you move out when you get your own house Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you move out do you get all tattoos and piercings and and I I get the difference in today's time and our time. I do and I don't because mm-hmm. we made it without. Mm-hmm. Yes, times are different. And especially if you have latchkey kids or whatever. However, I would definitely have given screen time limitations, mm-hmm. strict limitations. Yes. Okay. Yes. Anything else from your week, my queen? Um, I mean, for my week, that was it. You know, we miss. We didn't. Yeah, well, well, you, um, you'll get to okay. Yeah. Okay, my week. Yeah, that's it. Just <clears throat> testing and sunny days, sunshiny days. All right. Well, my um, I took Monday and Tuesday off because mm-hmm. it was just. It was funny because I kept telling my manager, I told him more than twice last week, I was like, I told him, I'm going to be honest with you, I almost didn't come in today. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a Thursday, Friday, and I was like, I should have called in. Right. And he kind of just shook his head, and then Monday and Tuesday, I just called in. Yeah. Because it's, it's, I had to have another talk with the, um, operations manager mm-hmm. so and it, it it it's bad when the leadership doesn't have the answers because their leadership doesn't have the answers yeah so you got people like me who are like well what are you what, what are you what are you doing what are you doing mm-hmm. what's going on what's taking so long what do you need me to do? Right. And then everything is, I don't know. Let me find out. What do you mean your leadership? You're supposed to be on. 
it got to the point to where I was just like, I had to tell him, I was like, man, we're, we coming in every day and we're, we're set up for failure. Yeah. Every day. And I was like, how much longer do you think he got? How much longer do you think he got before they just say, fuck it, and retire, quit, mm-hmm. or just start calling in? I start quiet quit uh quiet quitting. Right. How did that how did he respond? <clears throat> I mean, did he He told me that I was exactly right and he understood and he's frustrated too. Everybody's frustrated because is this the type of unorganization that I've been saying since day one. Right. And but it, it's coming along but it's not. Right. It it's it's a hurry up and wait. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not waiting. I'm I'm being proactive. So I had to, I had to, I had to be great. You had to be great, baby. Yeah, I love it when you. No, because I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm sick of you, and I'm sick of Big Brother. Y'all Stop it. Big to, Brother, he does not mean it. Trying to, you know, make me be greater than what I already am. I want to just be great in my pearl. No. Okay. You can't. I'm just playing y'all. I love y'all. You, you can't, you <laughs> cannot stick to your, com- you can't stay in your comfort zone. I know. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, um, one of my, um, trouble. Trouble kids. Well, he's not a kid. He was a grown old ass man. He's gone. He, wow. Yeah. Huh? Okay. He was just making too many mistakes and uh, caught up with him. Mm. So this happened uh, while I was off. Oh. So I knew, we knew it was coming, but we thought it was going to happen sooner. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. But everybody's happy. Everybody. And that he's gone. Yeah. And, and, you know, talking about, you know, taking off. We always talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to, those mental health days from work, you need them. Yeah. And yeah. I, I hate, I don't, let me go back. I'm not going to say I hate to say it, but I've given Zion at least two mental health days from school mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. So sometimes you, you, you need the break in order to rest, recharge, and then go back and be your best self. Yeah. For, for, you done what you got to do, and then what I got to do. It, yeah, I, I can see it happen a, a few more times. <laughs> to be honest, it, it, yeah. This and this is how I knew it was coming because I was sitting outside on my smoke break, and I was just looking at my vacation time. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how there are always I got a few to spare. There are always <laughs> there are always signs. Yeah. When we were sitting out back, and you was like, you you looked at me, and you was like, uh. So, baby, um, will we be okay if I took off? I wasn't asked. You don't, don't make know, it seem I, like I was asking No, I know. You. If you would let me finish, okay, I would okay, go ahead. it. Go ahead. Number one, if you brought it up, I already knew you had it made up in your mind. That just let me know. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's how I took that. Where, where my, where my where head your, was. Yeah, yeah, exactly where your head was at. Yeah. But... <clears throat> We always, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So take the time you need. Yeah. Um, <coughs> it, and that way you will be greater later. Stop it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, did you want to do a 
Kentucky Derby um, recap since we didn't, I mean, the weekend? Well, we can touch on it. There's really... There was really nothing. Nothing. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to begin with this. When you're from Louisville and it's Kentucky Derby time, yes, the city is alive, but for any of you who live in places that have one of those major events, you know, to the locals, it's like, hey, it's Derby. Yeah. I mean, unless you live in an area of town that have that's used to having, like, block parties, like, down by Churchill Downs. Mm-hmm. Or that's uh, severely affected by the yeah. traffic or the uh, amount of visitors. Yeah. Then, Other than that, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, the only uh, the only area of the only thing that bring that I would want to bring up would be the area of concern of just the number of horses that either died or had to be put down this year. I think it was seven total. Mm-hmm. So it has raised a lot of eyebrows. A lot of people have pulled out magnifying glasses um, to see what's going on. And, you know, I'm curious because it's more than a coincidence. Yeah. It's more than a coincidence. All right. Well, I I am going a little bit about the Derby Weekend because it kind of goes into what we're going to do. Go, baby, go. What we're going to be talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, before I do that. I'm sure he's got some shout outs. Well, I didn't. No, I don't have anything written, but (laughs) no. Resident Big Brother, J. Dot, Joe, Mario, Victoria, Ken. Y'all know who y'all are. So I'm having this. I'm having another one of these aging moments. Mm-hmm. I just need you to hear me out, y'all. Okay. So I was at work. And you know, we I'm stressing out, we're frustrated and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, there's this I shouldn't be I shouldn't be going through this type of stress over what we're going through. Over what we're doing. You know, you know you got your normal workflow mm-hmm. stress. I'm used, that's fine. But then I was sitting there and I was like, man, I was feeling, I was feeling off. And you know, uh, last week, Marvin turned 43. Mm -hmm. Nephew turned, I'm 42. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, this, I, it can't be that time. I can't be ready for this. Like, I thought I had more time. But I'm not sure if it's me or if it's just how things are going. So I end up buying me a four-pack of toiletry wipes. Oh, Lord. Because. Can you, I didn't know where this was going. Can you please? Ma'am, do we have to? I'm not gonna. Get, I this look, is not I, for human. This just, is not for just, consumption of the general. I just public. need. I just need to get this. this you is, got it off of your chest. We've already talked about this. But no, it, no. This is what's aging you. Is is me? 
of these topics. When when you feel like you need to share these topics with the public, but I feel like I'm not the only one. That's what I'm saying. Why can't I? Why can't I get? You know, and it was and, and it was it was a good price for the four pack. Well, no. But this is my dilemma. What's your dilemma? This is my my dilemma is how do I discreetly get these in and out of the restroom? Like I got them in my backpack in a Kroger's bag. So my thing is, is like I don't know how to handle this. Do I go ahead and give me like a little small tin table from Amazon so they can sit in the restroom and then I take it back with me to my desk once I'm done? I don't know how to manage this because I don't want to just leave it on the sink because the sink is on the other side. And I don't want to like do I use the handicap rail? Ma'am. So, I, first, I, to our listeners, he left off an integral part of the conversation, and the whole issue started because they have less than stellar toilet paper at work. Yeah, it's, so it's, for it's, his it's, comfort and clean it's, cleanliness. It's one ply toilet paper. So this is where this conversation is coming from. Um, what you what, can you what, can you, what, can, what, 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 you can do one of two things. Okay. Um. Well, I'm sure there are more than two options. You can just stick it in your pocket when you go. Do your business. Come out. Leave it. You can get the table and. Do you feel like the table's doing too much? I'm going to say no in this in the only re- and I'm saying no because in a lot of women restrooms mm-hmm. they have tables or organization systems where they have different types of things like lotions and right. sanitary needs right. that stay in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if this is an all male bathroom it's or a, if it's a it's, unisex. It's a unisex. Um, so it may be a good idea. It it might be just and then if you're gonna have it there, I feel like it should have you know lotions or sanitizer mm-hmm. or and even those types of unmentionables that you know. And this and this is the crazy part because I had thought about this right, and I went back to the restroom, sitting on top of one of the rolls of toilet paper. Guess what it was? Wipes. Yeah. So, so clearly, you're not alone. I am not alone. You are not alone. Yes. So there, there's a need. See that? Look, look at you being great. That's, that's what I'm saying. In your ten table. Yeah. But but the thing is, at my age, why do I feel like I have to do it? Like, is it does it have to do with my age? It does not. Or it doesn't have to do with the quality of what I'm dealing with. I feel like it does not have to do with your age. It has to do with your standards, oh. because. Um, I have often uh, off and on for years care, you know, my ladies who are out there know that you can buy wipes and they're individually packaged. Right. Or I have bought like the, when you have a baby and you travel, mm-hmm. those types of, you know, yeah. so no, it, it's not age. 
Okay. It's standard. It's uh, your level of <clears throat> cleanliness and comfortability. Yeah. See that, that that's where I was little. I was pressed because I was like, no, I, that, is, I, that is not age related. I was thrown off. So don't like, don't feel some kind of way, baby. Don't feel don't okay. feel away. So moving on. <laughs> Please move on. No, no pun intended. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. So Kentucky Derby weekend. Mm-hmm. So last Friday we went to what? What was it that we went to? It was a just a house party. You know how people have gatherings. Okay. So I was ready to scream. And just run. I think because I was I was tired. It was loud. And they was drinking. Well, intoxicated. Other than that, it was a really great atmosphere. It was a positive atmosphere. I just think that I wasn't in the right frame to be around that many people. Mm-hmm. So then I even thought to myself, I was like, well, maybe I should just go outside and hang out with the retired veterans that was in wheelchairs and walkers. And I don't know. Maybe I should have. But the best part about that for me was the long drive home with you. Although I know you was enjoying yourself and I know you was maybe feel a little some kind of way about leaving early. I don't know. That's the vibe I was getting. But the best part of that whole event was taking the long way, the long drive home with you. I enjoyed that more than anything that whole day that whole week, that whole evening. Well, I am glad that you and you still enjoy my company like that. Mm-hmm. So, which which is bringing me to some things that I've learned mm-hmm. that I learned this week, last week. I have the need to be more selfish when it comes to you. Like, I feel like I need to be more selfish with you. Just me and you. Uh, what What is it? Uh, F the kids. I, uh, 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 anybody else, I, just me and you. We need, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I just want to, just, just me and you. We need more. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I know you got friends and they got friends and they do... I don't care. I just want to be with you. I, I'm sorry. I Aww. mean that that that's just that's just that's what I'm learning about myself. Mm-hmm. I, I last weekend, like when we cooked, like well, when I cooked mm-hmm. last Saturday, like mm-hmm. we hung out, had a ball mm-hmm. in the backyard, just me and you listening to music. Like I felt like we could just did that Friday night, mm-hmm. and we would have been no different. 
you know, then mm-hmm. us going to the party. Mm-hmm. If we would set out back Friday night, play some music, get your drink, you know, grills going, and mm-hmm. just enjoy each other. Enjoy the weather because the weather was beautiful last mm-hmm. weekend. And I was and that like that like at Friday and Saturday, that's all I kept thinking. I was like, dude, this could just be in like that weekend where mm-hmm. we was just soaking it up, just being each other's energy and, you know, soaking up the love. And, and you know what? I I agree. I I enjoy that. And we did have a great time just being each other's companies. Mm-hmm. What I also would like to add a twist to that. I think maybe sometimes we should go find us a quiet park, take our chairs, pull out, and make we can have our speaker just sit mm-hmm. and you know, for a change of scenery too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that it's that's just one of the things. Mm-hmm. Um two, I believe you are my first human first love. What? Yeah. I think you're my first love. I'm your first love, baby. I think if if I, when I was really, really thinking about it, I think you are really my first love because, maybe I, well, definitely, I mean, I get it now, but when you really understand love. Well, what love is. Then it's like, yeah, I'm not talking about the Cracker Jack love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm talking about love. That whole yeah, that, other I, level. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm 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 willing to put my cards on the table. I'm I'm, I'm gonna say you my first love. I'm your first love. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You're not gonna. So you're not gonna say. It. So I'm gonna go. <laughs> you're not gonna say. You it always back. got. You always no, no. have to. I, it, it, it it wasn't a trap, but no. But you know what? What, babe? And I've said it before. Yes, I have loved, but I have never loved like this. There is a difference between, there is a difference, mm-hmm. you know. So in that sense, this love is like no other. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. It's. I, I make the comment. You know, when I'm explaining it to somebody, the only way to explain it when you get into it mm-hmm. is like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. This is what love is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And until you get that, yeah, mm-hmm. this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yes, baby, I'm saying it back. Okay. I'm saying it back. So number <laughs> number three. Get off the microphone. Okay. Number three. Um you have mentioned that my love is conditional on more than one occasion. Yes, now do do you really feel like my love is conditional? Um, what I'm going to say is, in all honesty, I think all love has conditions. Your when I say your love is conditional, I'm I'm always saying it in in jest because 
you're not because because of how you love me doesn't mean you're gonna let me have my way all the time. Okay, I'm glad you said that. I found an article called "The Surprising Truth About Conditional Love" mm-hmm. by Jessica Elderson. A l d e r s o n. Alderson. Alderson. I apologize. So, she had like six or seven myths. Mm-hmm. So myth number two is conditional love is toxic. Is not. Listen. I know. Okay. If anything, unconditional love is toxic. On the other hand, conditional love is conductive to healthy relationships. It's a way of setting healthy boundaries and expectations in relationships that allow you to maintain respect for yourself, your partner, and the relationship. And have your partner maintain that respect for you. Yes. Because even when I say I want something, I want to do something, and you and you are telling me no, I respect that you're not going to bend or cave just because of who I am. Mm-hmm. Or because of how much I love you. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a, I love, <laughs> like, I'm going to kind of, mm-hmm. we've been watching. Yeah, I got I got it coming up. That, that, that ties into mm-hmm. an episode we were watching today about, you know, some of the spouses. But go ahead, go ahead and say what it, what's called. Um. We've been watching a therapy called, uh, a therapy, <laughs> a, a series, a series called Couples Therapy. And it's been very interesting watching couples navigate their relationships, watching couples who are facing issues, are struggling in their relationships and who care enough to give therapy a try before, you know, just letting go. A lot of these, they don't been to more than one therapist, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I know you haven't watched all of them, Mm -hmm. but there's been a few of the couples that's had more than, I mean, we're talking three or four. And there was one couple had, um, they had even told a therapist that they usually they usually go see another therapist after the fifth session. They go find another one. Why? Did they say why? Uh, other than, it, I guess, it just it just wasn't help. It wasn't helping them. So she was like the first one mm-hmm. they had seen her like nine times, like mm-hmm. eleven, like eleven times. Right. So which was like the longest, mm-hmm. and even she was like, I don't see them making it. But the show, the show is called Couples Therapy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on Showtime. This is not a ad for Showtime. No, it's just something but, we uh, show he happened to stumble upon, and he was yeah. like, "Hey, baby, you got about twenty-seven minutes and fifty-three <laughs> seconds to spare." <laughs> And I looked at him, and I was like, for what? And he was like, I got this show. And I was like, if I'm honest with you, I don't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to. In that moment, I did not. But because, and that's that that love thing. Mm -hmm. Because he came to me and asked, and I could tell that it meant something to you. Mm -hmm. Even though with all... The fibers in my being didn't want to. I did. I'm glad I did. But that's that. It was important to you. Yeah, but which I, made it. But but I but I understood. If you if you, you did, yeah, because you were like, I get it. You don't have to. And I was like, No, I'm coming. 
And then was like, nah, baby, I get if you don't feel like it. But me knowing you, I sensed the importance Mm -hmm. of it. Thank you. And I'm glad I did. So (laughs) since we kind of jumped the gun just a little (laughs) bit. So what what is your view on couples therapy? I think it's beneficial if you if you if as a couple you all are having a hard time navigating through um issues mm-hmm. and you want to get through these issues mm-hmm. and move on forward in your relationship 110 20% behind it. Have you ever had a thought that w- that we should or may do couples therapy? I have not had a thought that we should. Um, I don't have a thought that we never should, Mm -hmm. but it has never, we haven't had an issue that I felt like we can't get past or get through ourselves or that we haven't gotten through. Um, because of our communication. Yeah, but as like on the show, there mm-hmm. there are there was quite a few married couples or just couples, because mm-hmm. all of them are not married. Right. That have a big communication, but there's this like there's still a breakdown in communication, in communication. because one has unsolved issues and, and and the other one has unsolved issues. So uh I'm not saying that we may or may not have unresolved mm-hmm. personal issues that has nothing to do with the relationship. Each other, right. But there are still cases that there are a lot of underlying situations mm-hmm. are things to happen that don't get solved because it's not that big. Mm-hmm. It's not that, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. I let slide. Mm, 10, 15 years from now. It's an issue. Next thing you know, you got a whole list and you're like, hold up. What, th- this happened in 20, 2018. Mm-hmm. What, it's 2050. What are you, right. what are you talking? I don't even remember, mm-hmm. you know, we 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 using seashells now. We're not even using toilet paper no more. <laughs> so, and I'm gonna tell you one of the things about the show that is interesting is positive, and that maybe a lot of people, a lot more people should look at is a lot of the issues stem from childhoods, and it's things that we have been through or suffered through as kids that are affecting how we communicate and just how we navigate in a relationship. And a lot of times they were, some of them were unaware and some of them were aware of the issues, but not, not realizing those issues were affecting. It was, and once they was talking, they the therapist re- realized that they was having triggers, mm-hmm. and it was certain things people were saying or doing mm-hmm. that was causing them to get triggered. Right. And she was like, "There it is. There it is. That's it. That's why you. That's why y'all having mm-hmm. the issue." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But um, 
I don't want to stay on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, the more I, I did, as I was watching, I was thinking how, <clears throat> excuse me, how a lot of couples, and I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, how a lot of couples seem like they're okay outside, mm-hmm. you know, at a parties, right. you know, family functions, but then they mm-hmm. get home or on the drive home, mm-hmm. they don't even talk to each other. Right. They just sitting there. Right. And you know what? What? It's so funny because we mentioned the party. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> our situation is the opposite. What do you for mean? people for people who listen to our podcast or um would n- quote unquote know us through Facebook mm-hmm. at a function like that they don't see us this way mm-hmm. because number one you being an introvert um at times having social anxiety and not mm-hmm. like being in those situations mm-hmm. and you retreat within yourself mm-hmm. and so it's like they ain't even like it for real. Uh, they, uh, they, from from the outside looking in, if they really, were, they if really they, the lovey dovey and right. No, if they were, I'm just using the the party that we went to that Friday that you were talking about. Right, they would look at us and be like, "Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that ain't them. Mm-hmm. They fronting." Mm-hmm. But it just made me think about that when you said it. Okay, I got you. You know, outside looking in or inside looking out. Yeah, I, I was just just wondering. I mean, not wondering. I was thinking about that because mm-hmm. you do see a lot of couples. They out holding hands, cheesing, taking pictures, and then they might not talk for two days. They, they this was just something that was on the schedule, and they, they, they yeah, you know, they already agreed to come like, to. Hey, we're doing this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. and just like um. And I know of people like that in relationships. Um, and you think it's, you know, one way on the outside. And you're talking about the same house, separate rooms, are not talking at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. It's, it's, a, it's That's reality for some people. But why? People stay for... People stay for different reasons. It just it just depends on. I mean, yeah, I I I get that, but I guess why not try to figure the shit out? If you can't figure the shit out, you're either going to just just let it. It is what it is because of whatever situation, or it's time to just mm-hmm. take your loss and move on. A lot. There are people who don't who stay. I mean, to the I mean. I get this is I guess what I'm saying is to the point to where you have to do some type of um group therapy. I mean not group th- couples therapy or marriage marriage counseling. You know what I'm saying? I I I I just thought I don't understand if if you in the marriage and y'all supposed to be this and this and you know who he is and she is mm-hmm. and then two years down the line something happens but 
y'all talk about it, but it doesn't really get communicated because one's not seeing the other person's perspective or vice versa. Or y'all, or it's just, it's just one of those situations that it's above your head. So you just, you just let it just die down. You know, some people, you know, they they make they make up. Mm-hmm. But in the back of their mind, they still sign on each other because of what happened or, or what was said. So nothing really got resolved. And then, and then you have the couples who, you know, like one of the couples from one of uh, from the show. They had so many issues that they hadn't even addressed or talked about. They just happened. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, we're going to move on. And you think moving on from it is just like, okay, we're done with it. We move on. I love you. You love me. Or I forgive you. And we just move on without dealing with it. Can Don't, I, I'm sorry. Go I, ahead. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But I want to say something. And I mean this with all due respect. It seems like a lot of females have a lot of situation issues that they don't know that they have or haven't dealt with. And you know how a lot of women say that, you know, the men ain't shit, uh, they dogs, uh, they need to work on themselves. But at the same time, they haven't really been working on themselves because they expecting for they their visual of what a man is is really a mirage because they don't really know what they want or what they need because they haven't even started working on themselves. I agree with you one hundred percent, but I also there are men that are the exact same way. No, I no, I I but you yeah. are 100% yeah. and this is the one that gets me. Mm-hmm. When you have a a man or a woman and they tell you, you know, what they want out of a relationship or what they want ex- what they want from a from a significant other mm-hmm. or what they won't accept from a significant other. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they can't even offer the same things that they right. ask. Yeah. You know, uh, what was that guy's, the guy, was it Ken somebody or Kevin somebody, the one that passed, Samuels. Kevin Samuels. The one that passed away, you know, how he would how he would do women like that. You know, they come in here and they say this and that, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. In reality, a lot of them didn't have the, Mm-hmm. Same things to offer or the things they wanted. <laughs> Let me quit going around. I saw a woman interview another woman, and in the interview, she was asking the woman about herself, mm-hmm. about her children, you know, her background. And then she asked her what she wanted out of a mate. And it was hilarious. She didn't even see it. All of the things she didn't want, she couldn't take from a man, she had all of them. She didn't want a man who had multiple baby mamas. She had three kids with three baby daddies. Mm-hmm. It was all these things that she was listing that she couldn't even offer. Mm-hmm. 
people do that and not even thinking. There are a lot of times now, you know, in maturing and then us being aware, doing the podcast, look, listening to other podcasts and just life situations. There are things that we can reflect on about ourselves and, you know, see where we need growth or areas of change and recognize those things within ourselves Mm -hmm. that people are oblivious to about themselves. Something else that surprises me, and I think this is one of the good things about us, we like to live life drama free. Mm -hmm. So... I was in a conversation a couple of days ago. I don't even remember who it was and talking about arguments. And I was like, no, me and my husband have never had an argument. We disagree. Mm -hmm. We have disagreements. We have conversations, but there has not been the raising of the voices and the, you know, all of that. I don't get why or how people, some people thrive off of that. I can, I, and I understand you get upset and, you know, you might raise your voice, but that whole screaming, arguing, and then you get to the point where you calling each other, other out of your names or purposely saying hurtful things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can apologize, but once something is said, it's out there, it's in the atmosphere. People forgive, they don't forget. I think it's just my thought. Mm-hmm. I think it's just part of the trauma, what they're used to. Yeah. And that's probably what they know. I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. Right. You know, I'm not a relationship expert. But, you know, just like watching different type of documentaries and like reading different articles, that's usually what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, they you know, they grew up seeing whoever it was in their life yelling and cussing right. so and they mind because they was never told that you know hey this ain't really right we just we got beyond ourselves you know mm-hmm. you don't th- this is not what you want mm-hmm. for to them that that's that's how a relationship is supposed to flow right you know this is that's what they were shown yeah. and i'll tell you what i a lot of times and even it's come up even more with us watching this show reflecting to see is there anything you know do about my childhood traumas because mm-hmm. there are I have known people who are therapists who feel like you know everybody has trauma and has been through yeah whatever I've heard I've, I've heard that as well my childhood wasn't perfect you mm-hmm. know however I don't feel as though I had childhood trauma You probably, but the same thing that I've heard was that the people who didn't, who was like I, nothing happened, something probably did happen, but you didn't know it was trauma until you got certain age and something happened, and then you get triggered. Mm-hmm. But you might at the time you probably didn't. It was probably because you're in your innocence as a kid, right? right. You don't take it as that. Right. But but when you're an adult mm-hmm. and let's say something similar happens, 
it brings and it's like oh it's like oh and then somebody points it out but that's what i'm saying yeah. and you know how we just you just talked about in reading articles and watching things and listening to things and read in in books you know with as much as we expose ourselves to just on our own in our quest for knowledge and then together as we've done this podcast You know, I was born to a two-parent family, you know. However, my parents divorced. Um, I was in third grade. We end up having to live in, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I've had all of these things happen in my life that <coughs> have been traumatic. You know, may, prob, you know, they say divorce is traumatic, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. And I just... I always try to self-examine because I don't always want to point the finger. I want to, I'm at the point where I always try to look at me first to see if am I overreacting? Is it, is it me? Is it not them? You know, I always try to look at me first. Now, what do you mean you try to look at you first? As just any situation, like if, if I'm having issue, if I have an issue with somebody or, um, if I'm in a situation where I can't come into agreement, where if I feel like I've been wronged, I try to be like, okay, they was wrong. Then I try to think, well, did I do anything? Was there something that I did that could have triggered this? I always try to, that's what I mean when I say, mm-hmm. I try to look at me mm-hmm. first and the role that I play. I or you. if I could have played a role okay. in any okay. of that. I, I, I see what you're saying. And just going through all of that, it has definitely shaped me to the person I am. I don't know that those things have negatively impacted me, impacted me in how I'm navigating relationships or friendships or sometimes, you know, just the way, I guess, in I'm making reference into some of the issues that we see, we've seen in the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the other things I have experienced have been traumatic experiences. I don't know how in my childhood mm-hmm. that they have negative affected me in relationships. And I, f- I, I, and I'm saying that differently as baggage. Cause I've know I've had trauma from a relationship that I've had to work through mm-hmm. being in a different, like our relationship, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about childhood traumas. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm sure there is right. for everyone like this mm-hmm. like she said for everyone it's just that some for some people it doesn't impact their lives like other like other people some people like yeah it happened but it, it doesn't define who i am mm-hmm. so i can just keep on going like it's it, it's it's like it never happened mm-hmm. so even if it did happen it wouldn't phase them and then some people you know in listening to some of the stories have really my trauma is nothing compared to some of the things that you know. Yeah. Other people have been through. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. Yeah. 
But it's just, I'll tell you what, it just makes me conscious, try to be more consciously aware. And say if I feel a certain way about something you say or or the way you say it to me, okay, am I overreacting? Because you know how sometimes <laughs> you be like, you're sensitive. I'm like, yeah, you in your feelings. I always try to kind of look. Check myself before you know right. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I was thinking about something, and this is this is kind of off a little bit. So I was thinking about how uh, I'm not gonna say it it will bother me, mm-hmm. but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Like you would talk about how you have so much loss, mm-hmm. you know, with family members. Mm-hmm. Then you got, you know, other family members that has has loss, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm like, okay. But y'all do realize y'all not the only people that has had loss. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the way that you say it, it's like, Negro. You're not the only one here. Right. Everybody has suffered. Has suffered loss. A family member, a relative, a sibling. Mm-hmm. You know, I've lost like four brothers. Right. Two sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, 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 yeah, okay. So when you tell me you got loss, and I'm like, I, yeah, people die every day, B. You know, what do you, you know, but at the same time, the way I handle loss and grief is totally different than the way that you and anybody else, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I remember, I don't know if I told you, I think I did, I've told you, but for the, for the point of this, like when I was, when my brother had got killed, Mm -hmm. So like when I left work that that night, it was like a 50-50 chance. It was a 50-50 chance. I was on like it was either a right turn or a left turn. Left turn, I was going over my girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. Right turn, I was going over his house. Mm-hmm. So as I'm driving down the street to the red light, it was like, all right, fuck it. I go left. So I go left. 45 minutes later, we get a phone call. Mama, on the way to the university, brother got shot. So we're talking within minutes, I either would have won, I would have yeah. found him, or two, we could have been there together. Right. Right. So you got to think about the type of trauma that you say, loss that you mm-hmm. say that you have. Mm-hmm. And then you got to think about somebody who, like me who walks around with the thought that maybe I could have saved them. Maybe it could have been me. Right. So that's why you have to be careful about saying certain things about, like, I've had so much loss. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've lost this. I lost that. But you don't know what, somebody else, what someone else is carrying, mm-hmm. you know, I process it different. Mm -hmm. Was it hard on your sleeve or 
on your on your on your um, right. You know, right. and you know what? That's someone pointing something out to you that you don't know, because in my mind, I make that reference as I know this is. I make that point of reference as acknowledging my trauma and how that's affecting me in whatever situation, mm-hmm. not even realizing, like you say, how that affects someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, like I said, I get it. Right. You know, right. And, I, and I get everybody grieves and mourns different. You but that's know. the flip side, like you say, of me yeah. not yeah. Yeah. being aware well, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can you can look at it like that. I guess what I'm saying is when you have the days when you, you know, you flipping through pictures and posting pictures and, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. when on the other end, on the other spectrum, it's like, hey, we, we got a... We got to figure out dinner. Mm-hmm. We got to get ready for work. We still got things to do because mm-hmm. we're still here. Mm-hmm. We got to keep moving. And then it can also come off as like, this Negro is insensitive as hell. Mm-hmm. I am over here grieving. Meanwhile, it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, you, we, yeah, we, we, we're grieving. Right. We are grieving, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm moving. While I'm grieving, right. I'm not standing still, which is the difference. So I'm trying to get you to keep moving that mm-hmm. way that you're not, you know, drowning in the quicksand. Because once you start getting chest high in that quicksand, mm-hmm. it's hard to breathe. Right. You right. know what I mean? So, but that was something that I wanted to, because we, you know, yeah, the, just... na- the name of the episode is Love Therapy. Mm-hmm. So this is our therapy. Our therapy. Therapy session. And you know what? What, In talking about, you know, the show we watched and it's interesting and how it makes you become introspective. Um, This podcast has been kind of like our therapy, too, in a way. It has been. Yeah. Yeah. It really has. It has and and is. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that is our time. Do you have anything else? As she always says, I think it's just our time. (laughs) <laughs> it's a time baby. and then she just watches them like she just stares at them she's like that means y'all can leave right <laughs> that means y'all can leave our time like, this is our time oh you know real quick and something else that I've been paying attention to and I don't know if you've paid attention to it with the show mm-hmm. is how much the engagement has in, been impacting her personally and professionally so automatically when i see how it's impacting her i think about how this is people don't realize like therapists are humans too and how much they have to like take in and then they still have a family they have a life and then you got then i'm like i'm like is she married does she have kids so it's It's like how, how do you had then once you don't engage with all these couples, how yeah. many how many you ever you, you do a day or a session or whatever, then it's like then you gotta go home, you gotta engage with 
two or three other people maybe and then you know if if your dude ain't acting right then you got then you got to engage with your side dude cuz he stop okay i've heard all but, but i definitely but you, get, you what get what you're saying. saying because that's heavy yeah and it drains you emotionally yeah and you can't just turn that off you can't just compartmentalize mm-hmm. and go home and never think about that's work i'm gonna leave it at work yeah you can't you can't do that well when i when i as I was observing that, mm-hmm. and I, it, it does point that out in the show. I just don't know if you have actually paid attention to mm-hmm. that. I called it. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It made me think about like you as an educator, because a lot of times, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, you have to bring your work home. So you're still really engaging mm-hmm. at work, even though you're at home. Yeah. Like you're working from home, basically. Yeah. So it, it made me think about, it. and then. You know, you, you got up, there's other professions that do that. Mm-hmm. Like people don't realize that they are a human. This mm-hmm. is just my job, mm-hmm. and I still have to, you know, engage with other people right. after I engage with you and and navigate my, you know, yeah, my your, feelings, right, my yeah. life, you emotions. know, emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, so. it's a lot, yeah. and it's and I hats off because if it when you think about those people who work. Like when you think about what's the show? Um, I hate when I try to think of a show and it's right there, and then as soon as I'm getting ready to say it, it leaves. SVU. Oh. The wow. things that they see yeah. and deal with. Um, therapists, especially during a pandemic, and then some of these people, you know, when you go see a therapist, some of them have. Just unmentionable types of trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy. And even in day-to-day life, when you interact with your friends and your friends are going through things and they um, open up to you, mm-hmm. some so a lot of time we take on that heaviness. We do. And so, yeah, just, it's a lot. Be mindful. Do you think you, are? do you know, are you an empath? I would I would say I'm empathetic. I don't know that I'm an empath. Because I've never gone that deep into like really researching what it is. I know the type of personality I have. I could be because that you know how certain shows I don't like to watch, things I don't like to see or read or listen to because it mm-hmm. draws to it puts me in a negative space emotionally. So I, I would say maybe I'm more empathetic than average. I don't know that I would label myself an empath. Okay, might be something I look into, but. I know I do tend to have a hard time. I do tend to carry the energy of people that I'm interacting with or around. And so that's why I try to um, limit or control the type of energy I allow. 
So that's my answer to that question. Okay. Maybe you have to look it up and we'll talk about it. Maybe. So I think I've, I think I can be on the borderline. Mm-hmm. Depending. Depending. Yeah. I think. Um, but I, th- I think that's also why I had to learn. Because I used to have walls. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to have a lot of emotional walls and stuff. So then, you know, you start breaking those walls down and then people start peeping people mm-hmm. and then you like, see, this is why the hell I don't, I don't this mess. This is why I have walls. This is why I don't mess with people. I'm not to feel this. Yeah, so. Yeah, I get it. All right, well, babe, you got anything else? No, baby, I don't have anything else. All right, my mahogany goddess. Mm-hmm. Let me smell your neck. Let's go on somewhere. Let me lick your teeth. Come on, let me lick your teeth. Well, kings and queens, we have enjoyed <laughs> this time that we've had together. Thank you for coming out and listening and sharing with us. And until next time. All right, kings and queens. Why you gotta be Beside me, watching, needing, wanting me. I'm afraid, don't be. I'm afraid, don't be. I'm so scared that you'll hurt me twice, baby.